Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and this is Jeremiah Campbell. Hi, everybody. Uh, hey, Jeremiah, how you doing? I'm good, Lorraine. I'm good. I've been better. A little, little yeah. bit of a tough week for me, but doing all right. Yeah, I think it was a tough week for me too. I don't know why, but uh, it's, but we're going to snap out of it and we're going to get in the word and uh, feel a lot better about what's going on, right? That, yeah, yes. Uh, because I don't know, uh, and I'm not afraid to say this, I do struggle with depression and anxiety and you know, this week's been a little bit down, but it does feel good. Uh, when you first, when we first started to got on the chat here, I told you, I just felt better seeing you and hearing you. So, yeah, um, already I feel a little bit better, and so getting into the word does help uh, me personally. And so uh, sometimes, yeah, like you said, we just got to got to work through it, and and uh, sometimes get ourselves out of it. You know, there's a commercial out here. I don't know if they've got it out there by you guys, but there's a commercial about depression. And uh, there's like people, normal people, just like you and I, who, you know, you're looking at them going, they don't look like they're depressed. But then you like they're, it's all about, you know, people, the, the little comments that people say, it's like, oh, you just have to snap out of it. Or, mm-hmm. oh, it's just a phase. Or, you know, and, the, and they're like, those things don't. Do you have that commercial by you? I, we have similar yeah. Commercials. It probably is the same one. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, to say snap out of it, sometimes you can't just snap out of it. So you um, can't, but you got to work through yeah. it. You know, for, you for me, for me, it's a daily, a daily thing. Some days are better than others. And it's just got to uh, sometimes pull myself through it. And so, you know, for me, I do take medication, but I will say my wife is amazing. And she really does a very good job of getting me out of it. Sometimes it's it's tough. It was, obviously, it's tough on her, but she's able to kind of pull me sometimes uh, when I just want to be left alone. So I am thankful for a wonderful, wonderful partner to have. And that does help a lot. So when you are in, like, first of all, A, you recognize it when you know that you're starting to go into a hole, right? Mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. feel the spiral. So right. Uh, and you guys have been married for what, like 20, how many years? 20, it'll be 23 years in March. Okay. So yeah, Rich and I have been married for 25. We just celebrated 25 years. So, <clears throat> so for those 23 years, it's not like this just popped up. You know, it's right. obviously, it's probably been going on for a long time. So what does she do to, uh, like when she, when you say I'm feeling like I'm starting to go down like there's, she, there's go ahead I, she makes me <clears throat> do things we get out of the house we have to go do something and i despise it <laughs> yeah yeah and dislike it until it's like okay i have to go and we get out and and we start talking and it does start to feel better good yeah. all right i was just curious i'm just wondering how yeah. you know how the because it does, it's, it's, a uh, it's, uh, and if anything for these listeners out there, uh, are going to understand about you and I, we're very real people mm-hmm. and we're, you know, I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if I did or not, but I'll say it again. A, I got your back and B, I don't lie. Those are two things about me that you have to know. 
So, uh, you know, we're real people and we're yeah. not going to sit there and sugarcoat. If we're feeling cruddy, we're going to say, hey, we're feeling kind of cruddy. I had the same day yesterday. I was just like, I, I can't even remember what I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I mean, I know I did some stuff, but and trying to sometimes you have so much to do that you can't wrap your brain around which one to do first. You know, yes. so I I know how, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. Oh, yeah. So I try to figure out which is the sometimes I'll figure out what's the easiest thing to get done that I can. I know I can get done in a short period of time and do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's like a long list of things like, OK, so like my photographs that I've been taking since I was, what, 14 so overwhelming to try to organize that right so I push that to the side <laughs> and then it's like okay i see the dishes in the sink i can do that <laughs> the vacuum i can do that <laughs> so you know yeah you just got to take whatever bite of the elephant that you can and just do one thing at a time yep yep it's so funny it reminds me of uh <laughs> i watched the office I love that series, but there was an episode with Michael Scott, who's the main character, and he, he he has to be given a list of things to do, and he starts marking it off, and he starts to feel better. It's it's it just reminds me of that. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, one of my guilty pleasures. I like yeah. I, I like TV. <laughs> that's all right. You know what? Well, that's one thing we'll probably start talking about. Uh, I'm sure. At some point, I'm sure there's things that you know we can cover in our topics uh, over that. So, anyway, uh, I'm glad to hear that today is a better day, and that uh, and us talking helped. And it definitely helps me for sure. So, um, did you want to uh, open us up in prayer? Most definitely. All right, we'll start out then. Lord, God, Father, Provider, Comforter, Comforter today, Lord, Mm. we come before you and uh, I pray uh, for a blessing over this time that we have. I pray that you uh, bless our ears, our minds, our words, and that uh, what we do today in this this, uh, podcast, Lord, uh, help others feel as great as as it makes me feel. Uh, it's been a rough couple of days, Lord, and uh, I know to rely on you. I have medication. I have my wife, but Lord, ultimately, you are the comforter, and I put your trust in you. And for anyone else that is going through these feelings, uh, whether recently or as they're listening to this podcast, Lord, I pray that they rely on you and that you are there to comfort and pull them up to where they are just not just feeling better, but can do better uh, and not get lost or, or in a downward spiral. Lord, uh, again, uh, bless our words and bless our time. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Um, yeah, for those that are out there, and like, like uh, Jeremiah was saying, of course, you know, you want to pray about it and you want to, uh, know that you can rely on God for everything. But, and then when you do realize that, uh, you also have to, like Jeremiah says, he's on medication, get help. You know, don't feel like you're alone because mm-hmm. there's help out there to be had. So don't not get help. 
So that means get help <laughs> in shorter words. <laughs> yes, yes. You well know, said. Sh- Sharon and I were talking about this. My friend Sharon and I, we were talking about uh, um, how, how uh, sad it is for people who don't have Jesus, who don't have God, and they don't realize that there is a, a heavenly father who loves us so much. And uh, I, I feel so much peace and comfort knowing that I, I'm not in control. Somebody else is in control. You know, somebody mm-hmm. else is going to take mm-hmm. care of it and fix it or do whatever has to be done. So that piece that I had, I had it all during COVID, you know, during the whole period of time that we were stuck inside. I'm thinking, OK, if I get it. OK, I get it. And, you know, and I don't want to die from this, but if I do, right. I know where I'm going. So, you know, I just had a piece about it, you know, mm-hmm. that it was going to be OK and it's going to be OK. I'm sad for the, all those people that lost family members, friends. Uh, I, I've lost family and friends uh, through it. Um, I don't know if you have or not. I don't know if we talked about mm-hmm. this or not. But um, I don't think anybody got away from this unscathed. Right. And it's it's hard. It's it's hard to you know know that we lost some family members. But I do have peace and comfort and knowing that God is in control. So. Yep. All right. Well, do you want to dive into we are yes. on uh, 21. Is that right? 5.1 episode. Yes, ma'am. That sounds right. good. Episode 5.1, chapter 21. So first of all, before we start diving in, I want to say congratulations to everybody who's hung in there up to chapter yeah. 21. We're on the other half of Matthew. We're almost done. So yay for all of us that we're hanging in there. <clears throat> all right. Jesus's triumphant entry. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethlehem. I'm sorry, Bethage, Beth, Bethage, on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of them, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this, they asked. And the crowds replied, it's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus clears the temple. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. 
He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, praise God for the son of David. But the leaders were indignant. They asked Jesus, do you hear what these children are saying? Yes, Jesus replied. Haven't you ever read the scriptures? For they say, you have taught children and infants to give you praise. Then he, re he returned to Bethany where he stayed overnight. Jesus curses the fig tree. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. The authority of Jesus challenged. When Jesus returned to the temple and began teaching, the leading priests and elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right? I tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. But if we say it was merely human, we'll be, mo we will be mobbed because the people believe John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. The parable of the two sons. But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the, the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will but he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied, the first. Then Jesus explained the meeting. I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of heaven before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refuse to believe him and repent of your sins. The parable of the evil farmers. Now listen to another story. A certain landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a larger group of his servants to collect for him. 
but the, the results were the same. Finally, the owner sent his son, thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the farmer, I'm sorry, but when the tenant farmers saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. When the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asked, what do you think he will do to those farmers? The religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked men to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him his share of the crop after each harvest. Then Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone it falls on. When the leading priests and Pharisees heard this parable, they realized he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. Wow, that was a lot. <laughs> yes. That was a long chapter. <laughs> that is a long chapter. Um, so, all right. Uh, I did do a little bit of underlining. Um, what about you? I got a few things underlined. Do you want to start? Well, I didn't really get underlined anything. I already took my glasses off. Until. Sorry. Um, really until verse. Nothing hit me till verse uh, 18. Okay. So I started. Um, so. Okay, so let me back up a little bit here. The story of Jesus, uh, which is a, our equivalent of our Palm Sunday. Right. Um, I didn't realize this happened before he went into the temple with the uh, with the money changers. I didn't either. Like, I thought um, that Palm Sunday was, like, right before... I thought, no, I guess not, because it was like, okay, so let's, let's, let's go by our calendar here. Palm Sunday is the Sunday before Ash Wednesday for all of those people who are Catholics out there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's any other Methodist, uh, Methodist Protestants. I think they all follow yeah. the same, right? Yeah. Um, but Catholics do the ashes on Wednesday with a little cross on their forehead, correct? I Why well, that, and I do know Methodists do. I don't know, I don't think Lutherans do. Okay, so, uh, and we're not pointing fingers or- No, 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 it's just tradition. Them. Yeah, we're just trying to lay a foundation here. Okay, so, uh, so with that said, so uh, Ash Wednesday, uh, Palm Sunday is su the Sunday before Ash Wednesday and uh, the Tuesday before is quote unquote Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. That's the night before you start giving up for Lent, and Lent is forty days, correct? Yes. So if this is the timeline, according to this, so there's forty days before 
Jesus is crucified. It's before 40 days before Easter. So the money changers could have happened in that period of time is my point. Right. Um, are you sure Palm Sunday is before? I thought Palm Sunday was before Easter. Palm Sunday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, Palm Sunday is the week before Easter. You're right. You're right. So, um, so it's only a week before. Right, which is a week before Passover. Correct. Right? I think you're right. Yeah, because that was in, in the springtime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, I mean, I, I guess we're just sort of, we're, that's, yeah. I, I, I don't think it matters. a little sidetracked. Yeah, yeah. I don't think <laughs> <Sorry>. that really. <laughs> Sorry. But no, I it, just, go ahead. It's all, yeah, it can all take place in that time period because it sounds, I mean, from here, it just sounds like he, he comes in to Jerusalem and then goes like straight to the temple so that maybe that was the Sabbath when he came in. Okay. And that's why, and that's why the, the merchants and the money people were there because they were selling animals for, for sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that sounds good. I didn't. Yeah. That's a good foundation. We just sort of went chasing down a rabbit hole there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So chapter, so verse five, um, he says four and five, they took, they, this took place, the whole story of the donkey um, to fulfill prophecy. And it says, and I think again, it goes back to Isaiah, uh, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, the king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. You know, they're expecting the king, the Messiah to be this, you know, huge guy, you know, you know, big and strong and, you know, out to conquer and they're going to conquer this king, they think is going to conquer, you know, the Romans and going to release them from, you know, Roman rule and all that. That's what I think is going on here. Mm -hmm. But here it's saying Jesus is not that Jesus is humble. He, and he says, I'm here to serve. He said that in chapter 19, I think it was, or 18. You know, the first will be last, the last will be first. You have to humble yourself. You have to be a servant. And that's his example. He's being a servant. And servants right. ride on donkeys. They, you know, the king would ride on a horse if they were coming into the into the kingdom. So, um, and then... Uh, Going into uh, Jesus clears the temple. Uh, I believe this is the only time that Jesus actually loses his temper and, you know, goes off on these people, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I believe to me, it says you're allowed to be angry, but it's how you act with the anger. Right. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I get angry, I, I want, I, and I don't necessarily want to, but I tend to, I, I can hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, uh, by saying something or doing something. So that's where sinning in anger is. Exactly. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you can get angry, you can be upset, but you have to, uh, express yourself and I, trust me, uh, pot kettle. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've gone off on people myself. So, um, so where did you start? I'm sorry, you said 18. Well, no, actually, um, so one of my uh, favorite songs. You know who? Oh gosh, his name slips in my mind. Um, he was a a Christian rocker from the 70s. Um, but he wrote a song called The Outlaw, calling Jesus an outlaw. Uh-huh. You know, um, and so this comment, in fact, this whole this whole chapter when he's talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees and, and talking to others, it's almost like he's being um you know, very dry in a way. Because uh, I highlighted here, haven't you ever read the scriptures where they say you have taught children and infants to give you praise? He's kind of pointing out to them, hey, this is what you call yourself someone that knows the word of God. This is what it says in the word of God, kind of pointing it out in a way that, you know, <laughs> hello, duh. So, yeah, you know, it just I think sometimes, you know, we Jesus is just. Sometimes I think it feels like he's trying to um, point it out in such a way that, you know, you guys are supposed to know this stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? And that's what I got a lot from in this chapter was Jesus like, almost like, hey, come on, get with the program here. <laughs> well, he calls him out on it. You know, yeah. he keeps calling him out on it. And that's why they're getting mad at him. Because, yeah. you know, he's saying, like you said, you know, uh, haven't you ever read the scriptures? You have taught children and infants to give you praise. And then he returns, to, you know, he, he's calling them out. And mm-hmm. and there and it says it, too. I don't I don't know where I didn't underline it, but it says, uh, you know, this made them even more angry. You know, uh, and it's just they're they're plotting against him at this point trying to right. get rid of him and you know what uh, and i've heard this before the whole uh you know jesus on the donkey he's a rock star you know he's basically this really big guy that's like a rock star and everybody's out there the crowds you know most of the crowds spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road you know they're calling him out, Hosanna, Hosanna, in other uh, versions, you know, uh, they're, they're putting him up on that, this pedestal, because, you know, and he's, he's become a rock star, uh, and, and the religious leaders are realizing they're losing ground, and mm-hmm. something's got to be done about this, this guy who's, you know, calling him out. Um, Have you ever thought about why? He's such a rock star at this point. No, I actually not. Do you, have you, know, you thought about it? I, I, I have now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So and in, in, in this chapter kind of lays out, especially when we get into the the, the evil farmers. So the leaders and, and the preachers of the time are essentially hypocrites. Right. Right. Yep. You know how they claim to be chosen by God, but they, they, their actions and words don't always show it. And here comes this humble guy speaking truth, but living it. I, I kind of think that's why he's the rock star. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, this guy's walking the walk as he's talking the talk and he's not, you know, pumping himself up and he's not, I, I say what, you know, do what I say, not what I do kind of thing. He's actually living it. And I think the, you know, the, the, he's getting the respect of the people of all the people. Cause he's not favoring one over the other. In fact, when he talks about prostitutes and tax collectors getting the head. So it's, right. I think that's, that's why he's a rock star. That's why everybody's like, this dude knows what he's doing. Well, you know, I, I had a thought and it went out of my head. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, he, what, what I did, I put a little parentheses around, uh, I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him while tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Um, And he's talking to the, again, like you said, he's talking to the religious leaders. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this kind of goes back to, I don't know if, you know, I've been having, I have an ongoing conversation with a person in my life. And uh, I, sometimes I don't know how else to explain it, but they're like, I don't understand how, how, you know, uh, murderers and rapists can get into heaven. And I said, because they chose to believe in Jesus Christ and repent from their sins. And he's like, well, that just doesn't seem right. And I said, that's because you're judging them from a human view instead of from right. God's view. So you can be as good as gold on this earth, but if you haven't repented from your sins, you're not going to get into heaven. But the ones that did sin and realize that they're sinners, mm-hmm. you know, they changed their their ways. And, you know, he's like, so you're saying Hitler can get into heaven. I'm like, well, chances are he didn't, but I don't know. I mean, right. you know, in that last minute or whatever before he died you know he could have repented from his sins and you know and got in so Uh, you know yeah unfortunately you know his sins on this earth don't reflect what he might have changed to you know so right and that's not a popular uh thought for people they can't wrap their brain around it Mm -hmm. you know so yeah the people who are murderers and thieves on this earth God doesn't see sin. He doesn't say this is the worst sin and this is the least worst sin. Sin right. is sin. It doesn't matter. If you're stealing a pencil from the local, you know, stationery store, that's just the same as the sin that, you know, the the killer, the thief, whatever. You know, it it's all the same. You know, right. there's there's not levels of sin. That's, you know, from what i understand right right so yeah so these prostitutes and tax collectors are going to get in but the pharisees won't because they don't believe and and they're ultimately the ones that are going to kill jesus Mm -hmm. right yeah exactly so and then one of the uh, verses that i always like was the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone yes right that's yes i mean he's these are Verses that people have heard before, Mm -hmm. you know, we've heard it in church, you know, for as long as we can remember, right? Exactly. So is there anything else that you uh, had that I that I overlooked? 
No, I just, this is, I like this chapter because again, it just kind of shows Jesus being, you know, um, real and like, look, this is the bottom line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I am talking about you to your face. I'm telling you, this is where, you, you know, you need to, to fix things. And um, he, uh, I, I just, I like knowing that Jesus, you know, he was part human. And I think, you know, he was, you know, like you said, he, he was able to get angry. He's able to feel the feelings that we did felt or that we could still feel. So uh, it's just seeing a little bit more of a human side of it. Well, exactly. And he was, I mean, he was human. And, but it was all, like we said, it's how he handled those human right. feelings. Mm-hmm. And he handled them with grace and with dignity and, and set the example of what we're supposed to be doing. And, right. um, and he was real. You know, I don't know if we brought up the, uh, the there's that um, series called The Chosen. Have you seen that? You know, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to promote this even though, you know, I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's really a good series. Uh The Chosen, yeah, I see it advertised on Facebook all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it actually makes Jesus like real. You know, like it shows him at the wedding feast where he changes the water into wine and he's dancing and he's having fun because that's what they did. You know, yeah. he was enjoying and celebrating and he was joking and he had a sense of humor. And, you know, like people think, oh, he's so reverent and, you know, he's like a monk. And, you know, uh, you know, he was human and he yeah. acted in human form. Um, but he was he's also God. And that was the other thing, too. People really didn't, you know, when they were watching him performing all these miracles. You know, here is, you know, this guy who's living the life, you know, walking the walk, talking the talk, and he's performing miracles. He's, you know, healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's doing all this. So that added on to him being the rock star that he was. Right. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, this was a, a pretty meaty chapter, I think. Uh, it, it was long, but good, I thought. Mm-hmm. So uh, good stuff. Really good stuff. So, uh, again, uh, I'm going to mention that we're using the Daily Walk Bible, just in case you need to figure out where we're, how we're reading through it so that you don't get, sometimes if you're reading two different versions or from two different Bibles or, you know, this is the New Living Translation, mm-hmm. sometimes you, it, it trips you up when you hear a different word. Right. And it sidetracks you. And so if you can listen with the same version, it keeps you, for me at least, it keeps you a little focused. So, um, uh, so yeah, huh, good stuff. Really good stuff. So, um, so in this moment, uh, we are on to um, saying, uh, inviting people to uh, uh, be a believer in Jesus. Um, if you haven't made a decision for Jesus and you're kind of on the fence, um, we're always going to give you the opportunity uh, to become a Christ follower. So with that, uh, let's uh, bow our heads and we'll say our prayer. And believers, if you want to say it too, go ahead and say it with us. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. 
I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if today was the day that you accepted Christ into your life, uh, congratulations, welcome. That's awesome. Uh, mark it in your Bible that this was the day and uh, put a little check mark next to our reading today so you don't forget that you read it. Not that I think you forget. Um, and if you became a Christ follower, I encourage you to find a church. Uh, find small groups to get involved with. Um, you know, oh, yeah. this, this is a good small group to be a part of, but you know, you want to be with people. Um, and go out and live like Jesus did. Be, you know, go do something for Jesus. So, all right, I'm going to take these off because I probably look like a goof wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> all right. Well, that was good. That was really just awesome, some awesome stuff. Um, so we're going to do uh, the section called the little things. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a little conversation. Um, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, that's coming up yeah. this weekend. Uh, for those of you who might be listening to this podcast prior to, what is it, October 30th? First. October 31st. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we both have very conservative ideas about Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not always popular. No, no. Uh, you know, I, and and I, I, as I've gotten older, I think they've gotten more conservative. Yeah. <laughs> yes. As it comes around now, <clears throat> you know, because I did, I my kids dressed up, and and, and we we went trick or treating, or um, you know, I don't think. It was different from when I grew up and even when I did it with my kids. Yeah. Right? Because it. Yes. Go ahead. It was even more like, I guess as a kid, I guess I don't know what I'm doing, but I was, I guess I was pretty heavy into Halloween and we ha would have a Halloween carnival that we would go to with a haunted house and all this stuff growing up. Yeah. So I did those kind of things. I didn't do those with my kids. Uh. Because by that time, I'd already become a Christian, and I guess I had a, a different frame of thought. But as I've gotten older, it seems like I'm getting more and more conservative. Yeah, I grew up in the same, I think the same thought, even though I grew up in the East Coast, so uh -huh. in the Northeast. And so um, we had, okay, so first of all, we had uh, uh, what's called, um, oh my gosh. I know it was called Mischief Night the night before. I've heard about that. Yeah, there was Mischief Night. There was also, I forget what the other, there was another term that they used, but they would go out and you you would, you know, throw toilet paper up into trees and you throw eggs at people's houses. And it was, it really was mischief. It was awful. And there were some times where it got out of control. Um mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't good. It was really just I'm and and it was evil, you know. Right. And to me, so for anybody who doesn't know, Halloween is not really 
it's a pagan holiday and mm. uh, and it's you know it's all about witches and the dead and i don't know all the stuff about it i think stonehenge has a lot to do with it maybe and uh so uh like you i didn't i didn't uh do that kind of stuff with my kids i mean mm. i let them get dressed up uh joshua um when he got old enough well let me see. We got to the church when he was about three or four. And at that time in the parking lot, they would do a harvest festival. Right. So uh, and I know that uh, Trinity did the same thing. They would they would have their harvest festival as well. So you can go now. Everybody had to have nice costumes is what mm -hmm. I understood. If you're going to dress up, you couldn't do anything like ghosts, goblins, devils, any of that kind of stuff. So you always pick something that was sort of mild mannered, you know, superheroes or whatever. Um, so that I, rem I remember. Um, and I kept it very, uh, we didn't do trick or treating uh, door to door. We just did the harvest fest thing. So mm -hmm. I guess you know, you really have to do your research. We always say, do your research, do your history checking. Um, you know, the trick-or-treating part of it, I don't think is a bad thing. I think harvest festivals are not a bad thing. Um, you know, collecting candy, yeah. you know, harmless. But you got to dig into the, the background of what Halloween is really all about. Yeah, there are some, some deep roots into it. And uh, for me, I get heavy into I, I I've researched symbolism and different things like that as far as what that means, and uh, it it can be very easily just written off as oh that's just this or that or but it it does have a deeper darker meaning to it. You know what we would sit out in our neighborhood. We'd sit out in the you know the front porch or in the driveway and pass out candy and uh have a good time yeah um you know things like that i think it's a good opportunity to meet your neighbors uh to know who's in the neighborhood what's going on um but uh as i'm getting older that some of the things that we associate with halloween uh which is demons things like that it's just it's it, it can get real pretty fast and so yeah. uh I don't like to encourage that. I don't I don't watch horror movies. Yeah. I don't encourage it. I just stay away from it because personally, uh, I, I, I just, it's too real for me. Yeah. You know. I, I, I did my fair share of watching uh, horror movies. Uh, I think we, <laughs> we talked about this. Be very careful when you're watching uh, um scary movies because uh, kids are very impressionable. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned that when I was a little, I was probably about five and black and white TV watching uh, the, Haunt, the House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. So I've dated myself um, and I was watching it with my brothers and sisters who were all older than me. And 
it scared the bejeebies out of me. You know, this mm-hmm. the one scene of the crazy girl going down into the basement. And, you know, I call that dumb woman syndrome because dumb women should never go down into the basement carrying a candle that can get blown out. Um, you know, all that stuff. But it scared me. You know, it really did scare me. Skeletons scared me. Um, so be careful when you're mm-hmm. watching scary movies in your house. Uh, I, you know, especially for young kids, they're very impressionable. Definitely. I, you know, scary movie, I was never as much as I like movies and, and, and I, scary movies, just horror movies have never been on my plate. Yeah. I was a scaredy cat growing up, but it just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. I like suspenseful movies, but, and, and movies that make you think, but like just gory, scary movies just were never. Yeah. Never a thing for me. You know, I watched uh, Halloween when I was 17 and mm-hmm. one of my all time now that I watch it, I'm just like, whatever, you know, <laughs> but back then when I first watched, and I saw it in the movie theater, again, scared the bejeebies out of me. Um, I looked under my bed. I looked in closets for weeks before I would go inside. I mean, it was a very suspenseful movie. It was gory to a degree. Uh, uh, but um, it was more suspenseful because you never knew when he was right. going to come out. And it was like, he, you'd see him like in the background, you'd see him pass by a window, you know, and it was like, you know, you didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, so I I did, I did like that movie just because of the suspense and the way that they created it. Um, but I, yeah, I don't advocate that. And yeah. the, the other thing, somebody, I heard this somewhere uh, a long time ago and I thought it was kind of cool. You shouldn't go to a movie that you wouldn't take Jesus to. If you're on a date with Jesus, would you be watching that movie? And I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Or that TV huh. show, you know, right. like uh, there's some shows out there and uh, guilty pleasures. I got to tell you, there's something I started watching Riverdale. I was a little curious because uh, I I have all the old Archie comics. Yes, I have I have a stack of Archie comics, and Archie was cool. You know, Archie yeah. was fun, and you know, it was very Happy Days ish. You know, and then I started watching this Riverdale, and I'm just like, this show is dark. Yeah, it's well. I have a funny story about that. So my my middle child was watching it. She's was 17 i think and she she was watching it. she's like dad you gotta watch this watch this show she always tells me what she's watching so i asked her about it i was like so what is what is archie doing and she gets this look on her face i was like and jughead what, what's going on with him have you watched this dad <laughs> no it was a comic book what i was like and i just said betty and whoever else um yeah, they're they're all in it. I said I know they're in it. It's it's based on the comic book, and so she was a little surprised. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh yeah, those yeah. were when I was. Uh, I okay, so I used to have to go on vacation with my mother and my aunts uh, to Connecticut, but my aunt would pay me uh, twenty five cents every day to go to this corner store. It was like a walk up the street. Uh, and buy her a newspaper. So I buy the newspaper and I get to keep 25 or 50 cents, whatever it was. And I would save up my money. And then when we'd go to the grocery store, I would pick out Archie comics. 
And I would sit there and I, yeah, I'd buy like five of them at a time. So I literally have a box of Archie comics. They're probably nice. worth, I don't know if they're worth anything or not. I don't, I have no idea. But um, anyway, um, so going back to, yeah, be careful what you watch. Um, well, and that kind of brings me, so one of the things that I'm really, I don't like, speaking of Archie comics, there was a character called Sabrina the Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there was a show, I guess it was at 90s, there was a Sabrina the Witch TV show. Yep. Well, Netflix brought it back a few years ago. And what I I did not, I was like, I did I haven't seen it, I haven't watched it. I didn't I told my kids specifically, do not watch this show because I did see the trailers for it. And I, I do appreciate when uh, TV makers, movie makers, they do their research. Uh, about whatever subject they're doing a movie on or a show on. And the the makers of this kind of, you, you could tell, they did a lot of research on witchcraft. And so it is, it was, it's, a, it's, it's, again, I haven't seen the show just from what I read and, and seen trailers about. It is very intense and very specific on a lot of their symbolism and even um, like rituals they do in the, in, in the show. So uh, just be aware of things yeah. like that. That's what we're talking about. It's just, it's, it, it, like I said, it can be real. It can be really real. So well, please and look out. If you go back into the Old Testament uh, there, and I can't, I'll find it, I'll find it and bring it up for next week just to kind of do, to bring it back. But there is, a, there's verses that says, you know, do not partake in uh, sorcery, witchcraft, fortune telling. Um, it says don't get tattoos. There should be no tattoos or piercings, which I have piercings, but uh, that's before I knew about it. And once it's done, it's done. You can't get rid of it. Um, but there's like specific, I've begged my children. Uh, I said, please do not get tattoos, please. I mean, I even thought about doing it, but I go back to that, uh, that verse. And I know that's the Old Testament and the Old Covenant. I get all that. But I don't think God would have put that in the Bible if he wasn't serious about it. So, yeah, stay away from sorcery, yes. stay away from witchcraft. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's it's all it's satanic, you know, yeah. and, and and it might not be popular to say any of this, but, um, you know, I'm saying it out loud because I think it needs to be said. Mm -hmm. So. It is what it is. So be careful out there with your kids. Be careful what you're watching. You know, again, if Jesus wouldn't watch it, you shouldn't watch it. And let me just say, I'm, I'm right. guilty. Yeah, I'm we've all put done. it out there. I, you know, there's stuff I've been watching. Okay, so I'm going to confess here. So Squid Games on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. I will never get those six hours back again in my whole life. But it's the worst it is the worst show in the history of shows. Have you watched any of it? Yeah, I did. I it's did. Awful. It's absolutely <sighs> awful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is very bloody and, and gory. That was awful. <laughs> I actually it's it the the story was interesting to me. Uh, not the way that yes. they, but yeah, so, yeah, you know, I uh, will say there is a lot lost in translation, though, as well. It was not well, translated very well. 
it's not translated. So we started watching it with the with the dubs, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going, okay, the acting is awful. The right. dialogue is awful. <laughs> I mean, there's no other word for it. So we switched to the uh, so they're they're speaking in Korean mm-hmm. and reading the subtitles underneath, and that made it better. I have to say, it did make yeah. it better, but it was still better. This I thought the the premise of the story was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I but at the same time, I'm like, this is just it was. For, there's no other word. It was just, I'll never get those six hours back again, ever, ever well, in a million years. I could have gone the rest of my life without watching that show. I would have been okay with it. There is a, there, there will be a season two. I will tell you that. Yes, I know that. I can see that. I can tell by the end of it. I probably will not watch it, although I am kind of curious to see what the guy does with it. But, but there's other stuff that I've watched too that also, you know, deals with, um, uh, magic or you know like I, right. I've watched uh, I watched Lock and Key did you see that I did not see that it's kind of fun it's weird it's weird in so many different ways Gabe and I are, were watching it together what else have we watched Lock and Key oh the Umbrella Club that's hilarious have you watched the Umbrella Club no it's, really, it's good it's I mean it's bad but it's good again I you know I, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and pretend that I'm like uh, holier than thou because I'm not. Right, right. So enjoy a good bunch. TV show, movie, yeah. The, the stories are good. The Umbrella Club is based upon a comic book, apparently, and I didn't know that, but it's on Netflix, too. So, you know, it's trashy TV, you know. It happens. You, you know, COVID <laughs> happened is what happened, and, yeah. you know, ended up watching a lot of TV during COVID. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes. Anyway. All right. So uh, I think that's it. I hate to, I mean, I could sit here and talk for another two hours with you probably. Uh, I know. Easily, but we got work to do. We do. Uh, so uh, this has been awesome. I hope uh, everybody out there who's listening enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know all of the platforms, but you do. Uh, yeah. So we're on Facebook. We're Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Google Podcasts, you'll find us. Uh, website's coming soon. Uh, our Instagram will be up soon. Uh, so we'll get all those, and uh, we'll have a great website where you can access everything that you need to about about uh, Take a Leap of Faith podcast. Awesome. Awesome. All right. We are a work in progress is what we are. Always. We have one of those under construction signs. We should have an under construction <laughs> sign every time we pop up. So, all right. Well, y'all out there, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for joining us. As yes. always, uh, we appreciate whatever, whoever listeners are out there listening to us. Uh, have a great, I'm going to say weekend, even though I don't know when you're listening to this. And uh, Jeremiah, as always, it's good to see you. It's been a wonderful time. All right. Well, God bless right. everybody. Y'all take care and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.